Welcome to Nonprofit Network, powered by Stokes Auction Group. We are a podcast focused on benefit auctions and fundraising events for the nonprofit community. We are a group of fundraising professionals that specialize in raising funds to improve communities of all sizes. And here it is, episode 11. My name is Shelby Stokes. On the cast today, we have longtime fundraising support specialist. <laughs> I Kelly don't know what just Sheffield. happened to your mouth. It's long-timing uh, fundraising yeah. sports. Words are fun. Sports? No, anyway. Kelly Shinfeld. Kelly Shinfeld. Not just a bit spotter, also a ring person. And also Mr. Paul Shinfeld. Hey you guys, Mr. Paul here. Thanks for joining us today on Earth Day. It is. Earth Day. That's a big deal. <laughs> Uh, what is that? That was, was a dolphin. Was that dolphin a flipper? Well, it's pretty flipper. <laughs> anyway. Is that, is that, that one just came out. Is that like your spirit animal? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll tell you off camera why. Okay. Anyway, it's a joke. It's, it's, it's fine. There's a joke. Earth Day! Is it because you do backflips in the water? Is that That's how that right. works? That's right. When I was young, I used to pretend I was a dolphin in the pool. But that's not why it's Earth Day. It's not because people are pretending to be dolphins. It's no. because we're saving the planet. And you need to. You need to save the do planet. It. Do it. And you know, here's how you do it first off. Okay. Step one. Plant a tree. Plant a tree. But step two, stop using straws or buy on Amazon those metal straws or plastic straws that you reuse, right? Because we're going to save turtles. Yes. I like to tell people I save the planet one straw at a time or one plastic hey. bag at a time. Every little bit matters. Well, it all makes a difference. And also, bags cost us 10 cents in the state of Washington. Oh, and that right. is not Eight cool. Cents. Eight oaks. Oh, yeah, I know you round up. Tense. You're an auctioneer. I do. I do. Round up. <laughs> round up. $900 sold, 1000 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Uh, We're on the same page. Yeah, so it is Earth Day. We are celebrating. Hug your planet. Um, go do something good. Take yourself a walk. Enjoy nature. It's a beautiful thing. Um, last time that we did an official podcast, we did cover Timeline. You can check that episode out. And um, it actually kind of resurged in the auction that I had following that recording. Um, so we're at an event, and um, it's for a medical fundraising type environment. And so we go in, and they have a production budget that's a little bit less than it was last year. So they're trying to like overcompensate, really make it pretty. And the chair says, I have to have a smoke machine. Smoke machine oh, required. Goodness. We gotta take it out. We gotta kick it up a notch. We gotta have a smoke machine. So we go into the rehearsal about an hour before event, right? Doors are opening in about an hour. Get everything going. And we've all, we've already talked to the venue and said, hey, we're gonna put a smoke machine on, make sure you turn the fire alarm. Yeah, 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 we'll turn the fire alarm off. So, of course, we light up the smoke machine, and what happens? Oh, no. Viral starts going off. And you know, like, you know the white flashes that happen where it's like, boop, boop, Oh, yeah. Boop. Oh, yeah. I have a video of just, like, the ballroom looking gorgeous, by the way, but, like, these flashing lights oh, no. happening on it. It was real tough. And then the fire marshal shows up, oh, rushes no. past the people in the front to go and turn it off. And it was something else. <laughs> so, timeline. Welcome right? to the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, the ever-moving timeline. The ever-moving timeline. So, I mean, we had that con or we had that conversation with the venue. The venue didn't quite hear us. 
So best practices in the future, maybe just check in with the venue one last time before you turn that smoke machine on. <laughs> That's um, one way to get the bit of attention. It's one way sure. to do it. That hey. is one way to do it. Now this was before show. There weren't guests there, but it was like uh, like thirty minutes prior to show that people were, or the fire <laughs> department was running through the lobby. So wow, pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. <laughs> um, I will say that in this particular event, we struggled a lot with the venue, particular in particular. Um, we had been in the space before in the past. Everything was well dialed, well oiled. It all ran very perfectly. This last show, all new staff. People not really up to the sure. same quality like it was in the past. Um, they had issue with the lights. Kind of came in and said, hey, could you turn the lights up? Uh, turned out half the bulbs were burned out. Oh, no. So now you have to grab a ladder to get up to the ceiling, right? It's the high, high ceilings. So it was just one thing after another. And I really have to applaud the event chair for that event because they kept their cool the entire time. There were multiple ways that the venue had fallen short, whether it be catering, or requests that were made of them. And I tell you what, they held it together and I don't think the guests knew any differently. Oh, that's so, that's, oh, that that's the cool. end goal. That's yeah. all that matters, right? That's the end goal, yep. But yeah, yeah, watching a fire alarm go off is a... Is wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's usually fun. <laughs> usually fun. Uh, I also had an opportunity to work with another partner in uh, the Seattle market just a couple of weeks ago. And um, great organization. They basically help adults with disabilities in regards to housing and programs. And essentially what we found in this fundraising event is we went to the venue, which was a golf course, and they said, yeah, we got the sound covered, no problem. So we go to do a mic check and it just sounds like garbled nonsense, uh -huh. right? I mean, like Rot that's wrong. exactly what we talked about with uh, golf courses in the past. And I hate to paint everybody in the same corner, but watch out. <laughs> so... All that to say, you know, we had another person, another member come in who used to be a DJ, come in and set up speakers of their own, and that was a lifesaver. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Bet. It Yay. really was. It really was. So shout out to Earl. Well done, Earl. Everybody loves Earl now. I'm going to travel with Earl. Earl's the man. <laughs> Earl's He's a rock man. star. Um, so very cool. Uh, we also had some a couple of hosts that were teachers. And by hosts, I mean they were like the event hosts. They like helped conduct the event. Shelby, you have a lot to say so far today. It was pretty fun. Yeah, he's the only one that worked last week. I was the only one that worked last week. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So we were like talking with him earlier, trying to get him comfortable, just talking, joking around. And uh, it was Bob and Gabe, or as I like to call him, Bobbo. Bobbo. I don't know if Bobbo appreciated the nickname, but Bobbo it was. <laughs> cool. But it goes back to our, our previous uh, content where we discussed, you know, getting loose and talking with those uh, MCs or event hosts, and they seemed to really vibe off of that. We kind of just told some jokes, went back and forth. We were comfortable early, and um, yeah, it was pretty neat to it kind really of really helps to get to out. know each other really well yeah. i mean not really well but get to know each other well enough to yeah be able to work together on right. stage and then one thing that i have that to say is so important. yeah exactly and one thing that i would have to say is like if i could go back and do it differently i would have scripted them in a little bit earlier in the night because it was very like the timeline looked very like okay i'm gonna come up and do a lot of those housekeeping items it would have been cool to integrate them earlier you know, I oh, still really? tried to integrate them earlier, but kind of keep that in mind when you are uh, scheduling out these events, I would say. Like maybe help, have them help you do some silent auction announcements? Yeah, silent auction would have been great. Um, like the welcome at the beginning of the night sure. would have been great. Um, we also had a couple of uh, speakers in the beginning of the night, which felt like it was going on too long a little bit. I was afraid that we were going to go on forever. 
And um, it turned out that the people that were speaking were pretty well-spoken and short um, in their delivery. But we've seen that go the other way many a time. So oh I caution me on that. When building a timeline, whoever you're giving the mic to, just know exactly. Yeah. But I love it when it says, use your best judgment. Use your best judgment. <laughs> That's right. Um, I'm excited to see where this event goes in the future. Like, it's great, a great, great group cause. of people. They, ra- they they didn't know what they were going to raise. They were very excited to see the numbers come out the way they did. So big props to that team. And um, I really think they have huge growth potential. Um, there was 120-ish people in the room. I think if there are more people in that room, that thing can only continue to thrive. Wow. So that's going to be what they're going to do to grow in the future, I think, is try to get more people involved. You know, Hopefully they get that word of mouth going. Hey, come to this event. It's a fun time. Hopefully you can get more people in there. Communicate your mission to your community. Communicate and you will get your people behind you. Mission. Yeah. Exactly absolutely. right. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We've talked about that in one of our podcasts as we well. Have. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it's it's the spring. We're near mid to late April. And um, we have people calling in and asking for support teams to come in like on short notice, right? So we're having clients come in and say, hey, we currently have this team booked. We need additional support on this team to make sure, excuse me, that this event goes off without a hitch, which kind of feeds into our topic. For yeah, the bid spotters. Professional. Bid. Professional, Professional bid, bid spotters. And that's, we learned this earlier. Bid spot, is it a bid spotter? Is it a ring? Okay, traditionally Let's stick to what a, we talked about. Traditionally, it's been ring man. Okay. Uh, we like to use ring person because it's the 21st century. This is an auctioneer but talking to a But we ring feel man. that bid spotter might sell these individuals short, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, essentially what we're covering is that right-hand person to an auctioneer to make sure that event goes off without a hitch. Right. So today, we're going to talk about what that individual does. How do they help conduct and help the team succeed in an environment? And well, why you, as an event planner, are better served by a team. Exactly. As opposed to just an auctioneer. <laughs> yeah, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier, too. Like, we prefer to go out with two-person teams, mm-hmm. right? A, a lead yeah. person that, and also a secondary person to kind of help manage those different inner workings. So, we're going to talk about some of those inner workings, try to show you some of the benefits of having that secondary person to kind of help cross some T's and dot some I's. And at the end of this show, uh-huh. we're going to highlight some of our teams. We are, and we're going to draw teams. a name. That's right. And we're going to send out a gift card. We're going to send out a gift card. We're going to send out a gift card. Yay! So someone's getting paid at the end of this episode. Cool. Yeah. Um, if you are listening on the audio version, you're going to see some pictures if you're watching the video version, so check it out. But Paul, I want you to go first. Tell us a little bit about a bid spotter slash ringman slash support person. Okay. What you might understand as a bid spotter is somebody that's out there, you know, taking the bids and dealing with the audience. But there's a whole heck of a lot more to that than just those guys out there spotting bids. I mean, f- first of all, you need a, a good bid spotter that's going to educate themselves about your organization. Mm-hmm. You know, because us as auctioneers and whoever you hire as auctioneer, they're doing the same thing. So the bid spotter should be responsible for doing the same you know, you want to go in there as a united front for whatever the organization is, whatever your mission is, that you can sell it, whether you're on the microphone or not. For me, the one of the many benefits of a professional bid spotter on site is the organizational aspect. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking back of the house stuff. I'm talking live auction uh, item forms. The forms that you have on your recorder's table that record the live auction uh, item number the dollar amount that it's sold to, 
or that it sold for and the bidder number that it sold to. That is a live auction bid form. Also, fund and need forms. You have to be able to track all your different fund and need levels. Believe it or not, folks, we have gone into events where none of that stuff was there, right? right? So for me, I will tell, I will ask my, my professional bid spotter after, after our early meeting, I'll say, okay, so-and-so, you go handle the back of the house. I'll go out and I'll start working work the silent. This one particular auction, we didn't even have a, a recorder's table. And folks, if you don't know this already, recording the live auction uh, income is the most important job Hands of down. the entire night. Right, and, and essentially that bid spotter or ringman provides a second set of notes to cross-reference whoever's in charge of putting that together. Now, the case you're talking about, they didn't even have like a they primary have, working on it. So right. now it falls on the support team to make sure that all those numbers get to the bank. Because those numbers don't get to the bank, they never happen. They never happen. Right? So that person can be there and take the lead and be the lead of your volunteers and help them navigate because some some of these volunteers may have never done this job before. Mm -hmm. So they you know you need to have a strategically placed table off the stage where uh, they can hear. They have to have they have yeah, to be able to hear. Good call. I mean, we get right down to the nitty gritty here. They got to be able to understand what the auctioneer is saying, record the dollar amount, and then record the number. Second is training other volunteers. We have vanas or item display <laughs> models. That, well, if we're selling class projects, you're going to bring up a class project, right? Well, somebody needs to coordinate that. Right. And your, our bid spotters will work with your volunteer coordinator mm -hmm. and just help facilitate that. Timing is important. They have to be staged on ready. When item number two is coming next, they, they got to be there. We can't be waiting. Okay. Uh, runners. Runners take the winning bid sheets out to the winning bidder and have them sign them and then they continue on and take that sheet to the bank. As Shelby mentioned, that has to be recorded. Mm -hmm. These are some of the most important jobs of the entire event is, is calculating the dollars and who bought the item. Yeah, so, in, numbers, so right? in your point, like where does that bid spotter come in or bid spotter support guy, whatever we want to call it, that individual is basically helping orchestrate those other pieces, right? I mean, make sure that it all runs. So it, it's just for us, you may not need any help at during that part. You may have a volunteer coordinator that's good and dialed in. Mm -hmm. Good, that's great. But if not, we are here to help you and happy to do so well and you know paul and i are both auctioneers in our own right kelly is not so she is probably the most experienced okay i got one more thing oh okay we just keep talking um, yeah, what are you talking one about? more thing to add you, now that you interjected mr auctioneer you mr auctioneer go ahead and talk more i think it's important that once the back of the house stuff is solid the volunteers registration runners vanas once that's good then that spotter needs to focus on the room and be able to read the room be able to read the room and know where the money is and be the voice of the auctioneer out there in the audience, right? Yeah. Encourage people to bid. Encourage them and be on their side. It's like, hey, we're going to buy this item tonight, okay? And the bid spotter is right down there with them. And then lastly, thank everybody. Yeah. Thank the, don't, thank the bidders, even if they got outbid. I think it's very, very important, and that's what a, what a really good bid spotter can can provide it's part of the customer experience hey you didn't win that trip to hawaii kelly but you know thanks for bidding we couldn't have got there without you now, do you, thank do, you. do you do that kelly 
I do many things, Shelby. <laughs> Shelby, when you guys are done done talking your auctioneer stuff, you go ahead and listen. Uh, I'll listen, go ahead and talk you, you, you mentioned we were auctioneers. We're never done talking. Yeah. 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 That is the truth. <laughs> We've got one professional bid spotter here, and she's right here, and it's her turn to talk. Yeah. And it's my turn to talk. <laughs> I agree with everything that these gentlemen have said. Well, However, well, you know, well, most, most of it. <laughs> But I, I do, I do think, because those of you that are watching are probably looking to do an event, I do think that the biggest add to any event, and, and not everybody agrees on this, is a team. And because two things happen with a team. Number one, there's a cohesiveness that happens. And it also gives the people on site a bit of a reprieve, knowing, oh my gosh, I'm handled. Mm -hmm. You know, this person brought somebody with them. Whether, you know, I mean, professional bid spotter, I understand that's the lingo out there. I support it, whatever. I think it's much more than that. I think that you're you're not just spotting bids. And when you say professional bid spotter, you're, you're assuming by hiring us, and I'm not selling Stokes Auction Group, I'm just saying but, but that we saying, can hook you up with the team, right? Yeah. And bid spotter sells that position short. It sells that position yeah. extremely short. Um, I, I think it's auction team. You know, we have different levels of auction team. You have auction team one, which is just, you're just going to get your auctioneer. Then you have auction team two, which is a, a support person and your auctioneer. What does that support person do? What is that? Is it worth that money for me to have that support person? Hell yes, it is. Sorry for the H-E double toothpicks, uh -oh, but it's, it's true. Day. It's you Earth Day. This whale. this whale is so <laughs> offended that you use the H word. But it's worth anyway, it. He's jumping and out the, of his seat. And the reason is for everything that these guys said, as well as being there for the support of the, the, um, the team that put the auction together. Yeah. When you walk in there as a, as a professional bid spotter, or support staff, which is I'm going to use that word support staff. When you walk in there with your auctioneer as an auction team and you're in the meetings together and you let your auctioneer lead it, but you you are letting that person know that everything that they just worked one year on, if not longer, we are now going to take off of you and we are going to make yeah. it happen for you. Now, that professional person that, that is coming along with, they're going to handle everything from making sure that that timeline is followed because the timeline is great. But you give it to a guy and, you, and he's on the mic and he's got a million things going on. He's got people chipping at him. He's got this that he knows is coming. He's got that that he knows is coming. But it's easy for him to skip timelines unless he has somebody to keep him on track. You know what I'm saying? And if somebody says something to that support person that the auctioneer needs to know, instead of interrupting that auctioneer, you become that neck. You're basically the connector between the head and the body. And, and I think that's a huge, huge um, piece of having... Now, these boys will both say and did at lunch, but you know what? It's just that, that you know, you don't necessarily need support staff at everyone. And I agree with that. However, it depends on what you want for your auction. It depends on when you're watching this podcast and you're thinking about how am I going to put forth my best foot after working on something for one year? That is going to be how you put your best foot forward is by creating that team and, and having the right coverage. And then you have your volunteers out there. That's great. They can be helpful. 
but there's a lot to it, guys. Yeah, and, and I think, and I think lot that, to it. that is the heart of this, right? And what we discussed at lunch, like, is it better to have a two-person team or a one-person team? The answer is always two-person team. Always, 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 always. It's always better to have two people on site that know the auction craft rather than one. Because there are so many interlocking pieces that go together that could potentially ruin, like if one of those pieces don't interlock correctly, it could ruin the event or cause a very big issue down the road. It's something so, that an auctioneer does is, yeah. is that they, they, their job is to not only grab the bids off the floor, but your job is to lift the energy of the room. Agreed. That is that is yeah. probably more so your job than just saying bidder two fifty nine, you know, and clicking bids. You know, I so, mean that, so that's... let's let's take one of those examples, right? Say you're you're a one person team without a support person and you go in there and then all of a sudden a donor comes up and says, Hey, I have a cabin that I'd like to donate to the auction. You know, all of a sudden that auctioneer who's supposed to be running the show and providing the entertainment mm -hmm. is now off mic talking with this individual. Sidetracked and it gets him off the timeline. <clears throat> exactly. And all of a sudden the, the whole, whole room, show stops. The whole, the show, whole stops. show stops. And, right? And so to your point, it's it's necessary in that scenario. It is necessary yeah. in that. And and in some of the, you know, the, I think the, the necessary piece is, is also for those organic doubles, like you said, right. but for the energy lifter. So you guys are supposed to lift the energy to the room, right? You and me working together, or you and me working together, or Mark Shanfeld and Kelly Shanfeld working together, which is a fantastic team. Feel free to call Stokes Auction Group and hire us. Someone say one of the best. Anyway, I just all jam. <laughs> anyway, totally joking, but not. Um, it, you know that energy that's developed between you and Willie. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Between you and Chris Brett, I mean, right. all of, Joel and, yeah. and Emil, all of that, yeah. you know, whatever that energy you get going. Brian Johnson, Brian Johnson, Don Jones, Ryan Massey, even though, <laughs> I mean, all the things, you know what I mean? You just get that connect going and it feels like a show, even though we're there to do for you, we're there to get all the money off the floor. We change the dynamic the second the team is involved and it becomes this thing and it's alive and it's not just one man up there doing that. And the professional bid spotter has an important role in that, in that they are who that auctioneer can banter off of. You have to be very careful as an auctioneer to banter off of people in the crowd. You can do it, but you don't know their history, right? So you, but you can create that energy with yeah. your bid spotter. And, and you know, you've got raffles that your bid spotter has to worry about. You've got totals. A lot of organizations want to know, hey, this is what the silent did. And is there a way that by the end of the night you could give me a total? I tell all my folks, you bet. You know what? You tell me what you did in the um, silent and what your raffles did and wine pole or whatever you did. And uh, I'll give you live and fun to me. Yeah, and, and I think like all these things that we're discussing are best practices of that support person. You know, call them a bid spot or a ring person, whatever you want to call them. But at the end of the day, that individual is dedicated to making sure that that event runs as smoothly as possible. Yeah, they are so much you more know, than a bid spotter. Exactly. And you compare so like a, a professional bid spotter and, you know, we're mm -hmm. having professional do a lot of lifting there. But one of those individuals, one of those individuals compared to a volunteer that's just going to sit there and yip and, oh, here's a bid, way different, like totally. night and day. Um, and that's kind of what we look for in bid spotters, both on our team and when we go out and provide services when we don't have a bid spotter on, on staff. You know, we want somebody that's going to be go that's going to go above and beyond what an 
what an amateur or volunteer bid spotter would do, but we also want them to try to field reports for that auctioneer so they can speak intelligently about who's donating in the room. They, we want them to record what's going on, as Paul mentioned. You know, we also want that protection, like Kelly mentioned. When that auctioneer is lifting the room and on stage, we need someone, the auctioneer needs someone to play defense and let them do what they do. Otherwise, it'll derail the whole event, it as will. previously mentioned. So there's a lot of different pieces that are happening here. So if you're on the fence, do I need a bit spotter or do I not need one? We're seeing people call in and say, no, send someone now. Yeah, two weeks before an event. Two weeks before. Three weeks before an event. And the reason is, previously mentioned, that venue that was all up and sideways, yep. a bit spotter was necessary to put out those fires, right? Right. Necessary. Necessary. And, and let's talk a little bit about that. Your, your first, one of the first things you do after your auctioneer meeting with, with the on-site uh, staff is you meet with the uh, banquet manager. Yeah. So Why you, do you do that? I, I meet with the banquet manager, me personally, for two reasons. Number one, I need to be able to have already talked to that banquet captain so that when I come to them at Fund to Need and say, no, stop serving. I'm not just okay. some flake Stop out serving. of the corner, gotcha. right? Because that's the one time of the night you want no action. You want nothing happening at any time is during your fun to need, raise a paddle, fun to cure. You want nothing going on on that floor except that auctioneer up there and the videos and the speakers and the give. That's all you want going there. Second thing is, is if I want to talk to them about how are we looking, you know? I mean, because a lot like of lighting. Well, no, not lighting, because oh. that's a different guy. The banquet captain, sometimes that's production. How you looking? How's my lighting? How you looking? How, how you looking? <laughs> yeah, no, right. you know, uh, depending on, you've already, you you've looking? already, see, this tells you what they don't know what we do, and this is how what we do. Oh, I'm looking flat. So they're today. still worried about what they look like up on stage, exactly. and I'm like, let's just let me wipe the sweat from running. I prefer 20 watt light. Anyway, white light. you also have to be able to go to that captain and say, you know, are the entrees, how many more entrees do we need to have set? Because some organizations will say, you know what, you can start the live auction as soon as all the entrees are set. Or, you know, you got a dessert dash. We need to, when is it, to hold off on the dessert. You need to be able to have that open communication. And you need to be able to know when you get there, when could you get a cup of coffee? Right. You're not going to let me have a cup of coffee before we're raising a pile of money for you. You're crazy. It's great to be, to become friends with that person. It is. You're going to need that person. And you're going to dance with their people all night long. And, and I've even had the rare opportunity where I will see the captain having their meeting prior to, you know, let's say we have a meeting in the room and I'll see that the captain is meeting with all of the servers, and I interject and say, hey, everybody, I just wanted to let you know I'm going to be the person you dance with tonight. So if I run into you, oh, my gosh, give me a squeeze, say hello, and by, I apologize. And by dance, you mean I moving mean, in between moving the tables. moving in between the tables and them carrying trays. And, oh. and I just want them to know that we're a part of everything, and we're going to be working out there together. Mm -hmm. So those rare opportunities I love when I can just go up to the whole group, and then they all are like, oh, okay, cool, I'm going to watch her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? They're all together. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, I'm Kelly. Yeah, we're gonna I'm going to probably bump tonight. into you tonight, and you're going to bump yeah. into me, but it's cool. And then the other person that I like to, you know, figure out, your production guy. So, you know, my husband will go up and say, hey, I'm Mark Sheffield, the auctioneer tonight, if it's not our team or – whatever and uh you know he'll do a sound check i go around and follow the see where his sound is but 
I like to be able to get a hold of people with the lighting to remind them because even though it's in the script sometimes that lights go down a certain level at the fun to need or the fun to cure or the raise the paddle, that Very gets cool. forgotten. Mm -hmm. You know, right. it does get Good forgotten. Point. Yeah. So you got to know to who you're going to. And it's not always going to be the people that are doing the sound. It's going to probably be somebody else, but they'd be able to direct you to who it is. So it's all that little stuff that I um, take, I probably take it as seriously as I do because it's my buddy and and i wanted to really go well as well as when you guys call in and want us to host an event for you or or work for you for an event we take it seriously and we want it to be really super effective and so you know i i suppose you could probably get some other ringmen or bid spotters on here that might have a different take on it i mean definitely i mean everyone paints with a different brush right but essentially I think that what we see time and time again is when you have that support person who knows how these events have looked in the past, they know where to push and where to put their efforts mm -hmm. in order to best succeed. You know, we can bring up multiple examples. You know, there was one event where uh, auctioneer showed up. I mentioned it before, there was no bid spotters or there was no uh, bid numbers whatsoever. So they had no way of indicating who was who and who the contributions would be credited towards. We had one that just held up flags. But yeah, right. So okay. but the bid spotter ended well. up helping, grabbing a Sharpie and writing those numbers yep. on the back of catalogs, right? Now, if the auctioneer is preparing for that event and now there's no support he person, can't do that. you can't, can't be two places at once, mm -hmm. right? It's not gonna happen. So like, that's one example. Another example, was one that you mentioned earlier with Willie, right? Not having any recorders and all of a sudden you can kind of say, hey, can you go take care of this? And then I'm gonna go do my thing. And then before you know it, you can divide and conquer. Absolutely, absolutely. That is so vital that we can focus on why you hired us. Our jobs at that time are to pitch and promote your silent auction items, mm -hmm. talk about your raffles, talk yeah. about the uh, golden raffle tickets and prepare for the live auction. Mm -hmm. I mean, frankly, having to put out fires takes us away from all of those duties. Yeah. They have to Having seek... somebody to be able to do that on our behalf is priceless. Yeah. yeah, and they have to seek out in the room where the mirrors are so they can check their hair every now and then. That's a very <laughs> important thing. So, you know, that's time consuming. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Exactly right. You got to be able to powder your nose and you don't want to do it like like in front of everyone, right? Yeah, and let's, yeah. Not, let's not even mention, a, you know, we're, uh, I'm thinking in the back of my mind room, the 100, 200, 300 people, Think about a large venue. Think yeah. about 800 to 1,000 people. Yeah. And right? Do you want volunteer spotters that are, you know, 75 yards away from you trying to spot bids on a big event like that? No, you're going to want to put that in the hands of a professional. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think what we are kind of getting at is all the many things the support team is, is up against when they walk into these events. It can be a whole list of things, but if you have this secondary person that can help facilitate what is happening, the better off you are. 90% um, of the time, our teams go out in teams of two. And the reason is, is because we don't know what we're walking into. You know, for one reason or another, whether it be budgetary constraints or staffing issues, whatever the case may be, sometimes we roll with one. But more than not, two people teams knowing that we're going to walk into something and it's going to have to be addressed, right? I use the analogy of, let's say you walk into an event and you have 20 fires burning. One person can only put out so many of those fires before that event takes place. You double the manpower, the more effective you are at having a successful event. 
So there's a lot of different things that can be focused on, but know that the team has to be dedicated to succeeding. And we see that a lot with our team members and we're very proud of our team members. And I don't think anyone takes it more seriously than this gal next to Let me just tell you, and I am not selling us, but, and we haven't done that in any podcast, but people, people. you need to get with it and people, hire the team. People. We are a team group that and we're exactly worth right. every Divide and yeah. conquer. Divide and conquer. <laughs> so within our um, monthly newsletter for our members, we put out the call and said, hey, we want you to submit your favorite picture of a bid spot. <laughs> now, is that the one where Adam you. split his pants? This, this is the, the picture that you see on the screen right now is a guy by the name of Adam Micah, awesome. stellar individual. Going to be a grandfather here gonna in about a week. Going to be a grandfather week. here. So now what we're going to do is highlight some of our team members. Adam actually inspired not only this topic that we're discussing today, but we said, hey, BitSpotters, like, submit your best photo, and then we're going to pick a winner, and they're going to get a gift card. A gift card. So there's Adam in the action. Right? Oh, yeah. he's a mover and shaker, Andy. Oh, he is. He, has he, so much he can fun. light up a room. Yeah. He yeah. can just, just his energy. Yeah, he can. He can light up a room. People feed off of it. And there again, it goes back to that energy we were talking about. Yeah. It also gives that auctioneer somebody to play off of, you know, right. and that's what you guys are, that's what that's about is really raising that energy in the room. Oh my gosh, that's there's exactly. Tracy. Yeah, so this next photo is Tracy and Adam. They're out there yep. and from the harbor looking good. So big props to that team. We also have one here from Mr. Merrill and right there. Brady. Brady and Coach. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love sure. that. Rocking and rolling. And Mike is actually an auctioneer in his own right. Yep. So he is a sport guy first and foremost. Liked it so much he went to auction school and is now calling quite a bit in his own. Oh, look at that. Um, look at these two. from Randall and Dan Watt. Jeff Randall and Dan Watt there and they're on stage in front of the band looking pretty dapper well, that's a couple of veterans right there yeah, how many boy. years of experience oh. between those two there's randall and plus. the best yeah, look at that he's with the good yeah. best yeah so big uh big ups to watto out there oh uh, look at that little cutie patootie mr sean hamilton and i this is actually the event where the fire alarm went off believe oh, it or not. okay yeah. yeah so imagine that room with a blinking light in the background I can. I can actually. <laughs> yeah, so big props to Sean. Thank you so much for uh jumping in. He, he stepped in. He stepped in as a team player, didn't he? You, you know what, you guys, and these pictures, yeah, and he's a veteran auctioneer, but these pictures are showing you that team.